Hello, this is Ayush from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. It is Thursday, April 30th and the COVID-19 tally in India crossed the 33,000 mark to stand at 33,050 today with as many as 1,074 fatalities. The latest cases were reported even as the centre on Wednesday announced considerable relaxations for several districts ahead of the end of the nationwide lockdown on May 3rd. The number of coronavirus cases amongst those linked to the Azadpur vegetable and fruit market in New Delhi rose to 15 after four more traders tested positive today. According to the district administration, the contact tracing of those who have tested positive on Wednesday evening is underway. The administration is still awaiting the reports of close to 30 employees of the traders who had tested positive till Tuesday. Adil Ahmed Khan, chairperson of the Azadpur market, said the market is following the protocol and has sealed the shops of the affected traders and those around it. Azadpur Mandi is the largest wholesale fruit and vegetable market in Asia. In Karnataka, as many as 14 people have been arrested today for offering prayers at a local mosque in the Kalaburgi district amid the ongoing nationwide lockdown. The local police said that they were looking for two more people who participated in the prayer on Tuesday. In Haryana, a 54-year-old resident of Gurgaon, whose wife had tested positive for the coronavirus last evening, committed suicide last night. According to the police, they received information about the matter at 8 a.m. this morning. No suicide note was found at the scene. The person's wife had been unwell for some time and was admitted at a private hospital in the city. In Maharashtra, Chief Secretary Ajoy Mehta today directed all hospitals in the state not to turn away patients as complaints were piling up against several private hospitals and clinics for reportedly refusing to examine people. While warning of strict actions against those who defied the Maharashtra government's directives, Mehta said official orders would come into effect from May 2nd. The state government will also enforce directives to ensure that results of the COVID-19 tests come out within 12 hours of sample collection and deceased COVID-19 patients are shifted from hospital wards within 30 minutes. In Uttar Pradesh, the state police has ordered 10,000 PPE kits after 28 policemen tested positive for the virus. It has also directed cops above the age of 55 years with health history to stay off the frontline duty. Director General of Police Hitesh Chandra Avasti also asked district police chiefs to purchase necessary safety kits at local level wherever needed. The police chief in the state admitted that due to shortage, only 3,000 to 4,000 kits have been received so far. Over 6,000 PPE kits are being purchased at the district level. In Punjab, the curfew has been extended by two more weeks, but with a relaxation of four hours every day. Addressing the people of the state, Chief Minister Amrinder Singh said residents would be allowed to step out of their homes from 7am to 11am every day. In Madhya Pradesh, Indore saw a sharp increase in COVID-19 cases on Wednesday as the figure climbed to 1,466, with 94 new cases being reported in the last 24 hours. This comes despite the curfew being in place in urban areas of the district for more than a month now. The Supreme Court today refused to pass any direction on changing treatment guidelines for seriously ill coronavirus patients who are receiving a combination of anti-malarial drug hydroxychloroquine and antibiotic azithromycin, saying that it is not an expert on the matter. A bench of Justices N.V. Ramana, Sanjay Kishan Kaul and B.R. Gawai asked the plea filed by an NGO, People for Better Treatment, to be considered as representation to the Indian Council of Medical Research or the ICMR. 
Congress leader Rahul Gandhi held a video interaction today with former Reserve Bank of India Governor Raghuram Rajan on the economic impact of the nationwide lockdown. The economist told the former Congress chief that India needs to be cleverer in lifting the lockdown and open up its economy in a measured way as it does not have the capacity to support people across the spectrum for too long. Rajan also said that India needs 65,000 crore rupees to help the poor in current times and considering its total GDP, it can afford to do that. The administration of VMMC and Saftajam hospitals in Delhi today wrote to the Ministry of Health and Family Welfare flagging issues being faced by the staff at the Delhi borders. The letter by the hospital said that around 35% of its medical, paramedical and other staff members are coming for duties at the two hospitals from NCR, that is Gurugram, Faridabad, Bahadurgarh, Sonipat, Noida and Ghaziabad. It claimed that due to the invocation of the Disaster Management Act, these health workers have not been allowed to cross the border from both ends, which has affected patient healthcare services of the hospitals. Noida and Faridabad have sealed borders and the administration has asked those wanting to cross to apply for special passes. After healthcare workers were stuck at the borders, the Noida administration relaxed the travel restrictions and allowed those working at the government hospitals to go to Delhi and return to Noida. Staff members, however, said that many of them were still being stopped. In fact, it's just not doctors who are facing trouble at the Delhi border. Journalists are also in for this difficulty. In a report published today, my colleague Basant and I have written about an eight-day-long unsuccessful struggle to obtain a border pass from the Gautam Budhnagar administration in Uttar Pradesh. At least three staffers at News Laundry live in Noida and we have to often travel to Delhi for work. But phone calls, texts, emails and even visits to the local administration did not yield any result until we found out that something fishy was going on. To find out more, you can read our report. It's titled, Dear District Magistrate, Why Can't Journalists Get a Delhi-Noida Border Pass? It's available on www.newslaundry.com. There are other reports, interviews and podcasts on our website, especially one latest interview Abhinandan did with historian Ramachandra Guha. The two discussed the censorship of his column in the Hindustan Times, the protests against the new citizenship law, and Savarkar and Gandhi. Please check it out and if you like it, do click on the subscribe button on the top right-hand corner of the website. Our cheapest subscription costs only 300 rupees a month. So please extend your support to independent media and pay to keep news free. A senior Indian teacher in the UAE has died after she contracted the novel coronavirus. The Gulf News reported that Prince Roy Matthew, who taught at the Abu Dhabi Indian School, passed away on Wednesday evening after contracting the coronavirus. Prince hailed from Kerala and is survived by three children. She developed a fever last week, resulting in acute breathing problems. She tested positive for COVID-19. On the global front, the novel coronavirus has so far claimed at least 227,000 lives and infected more than 3 million people worldwide since its outbreak. The United States is the worst hit, followed by Italy, United Kingdom, Spain and France. The United States recorded more than 2,500 coronavirus deaths in the past 24 hours, according to the tally maintained by the John Hopkins University. After two days of a relative easing in the toll on Sunday and Monday, the numbers have spiked again in the past two days, taking the death toll in the country to more than 60,000. Regardless, as many as 35 of the 50 American states have released formal opening plans, as US President Donald Trump on Wednesday claimed that better days are ahead for the country. He said that the worst of the pain and suffering is going to be behind the US. The European economy shrank by a record 3.8% in the first quarter, 
the biggest drop in the eurozone since the statistics began in 1995 this is also sharper than the plunge during the global financial crisis in the first quarter of 2009 the drop comes as business activity from hotels and restaurants to construction and manufacturing was frozen by shutdowns aimed at preventing the spread of the coronavirus the drop compares to a 4.8 contraction in the us during the first quarter as the shock from the outbreak hits economies around the world on the hopeful side south korea reported no new domestic coronavirus cases for the first time since it peaked on february 29th the country reported four new infections all imported cases taking the national tally to 10765 the death toll rose by 1 to 247 Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe said today that the government would consult experts to decide whether to extend the state of emergency beyond 6th May in the island nation. Speaking in the parliament, Abe also said that the situation surrounding the coronavirus epidemic continued to be severe. A report in Bloomberg quoted local media in Japan saying that the emergency will be extended into June. Regional governors are in favor of maintaining the state of emergency that runs through May 6th and the final decision will be taken tomorrow. Meanwhile, Japan's parliament is set to approve 241 billion dollar supplementary budget today to fund a record stimulus package featuring cash payouts and loans to cash strapped firms to cushion the economic blow from the pandemic. According to the International Labour Organization or the ILO, almost 1.6 billion workers in the informal economy, that is nearly half of the global workforce, face an immediate danger of losing their livelihoods due to the continued sharp decline in working hours. because of the covid-19 outbreak the un agency added that more than 430 million enterprises in hard hit sectors such as retail and manufacturing risk serious disruption in its revised tally that includes deaths outside hospitals the united kingdom has registered more than 26000 casualties way ahead of the 21600 announced on tuesday the uk has the third highest coronavirus death toll in the world with italy and us ahead of it The Telegraph has reported that Prime Minister Boris Johnson will use his first Downing Street press conference since his return to work to lay out the argument as to why the lockdown will remain in place. Closer home, Bollywood actor Rishi Kapoor passed away in Mumbai today following a long battle with cancer. He was 67. The Kapoor family in a statement said that Rishi Kapoor passed away peacefully at 8:45 a.m. in hospital today after a two-year battle with leukemia. The doctors and medical staff at the hospital said he kept them entertained to the last. The actor was on ICU support for a week in Mumbai's Sir H N Reliance Foundation Hospital before breathing his last on April 30th. Rishi Kapoor was diagnosed with cancer in 2018 and had then traveled to New York for treatment. He stayed there with his wife actor Neetu Kapoor for almost a year and returned to Mumbai in September 2019. His death came 24 hours after the passing of another Bollywood giant. 53-year-old actor Irfan Khan. To end it all, here's a daily dose meta update. Something that would make accessing your favorite daily podcast easier to Google Assistant. Well, that's because we are now on Google's virtual assistant app. To enable the daily dose updates there, here's what you need to do. Step 1, ask Google Assistant to play the news. Then go to settings, click add news source and look for daily dose. Select DD and adjust the order that you want. After the first three steps, all you have to say is "Okay, Google, play the news," and it should work. This can be a bit tricky, so if you have any questions, feel free to tweet to us at News Laundry. 
write to us at contact at newslaundry.com. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night depending on where you're listening from and stay at home and stay safe. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.